Welcome to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I am your host, Tara Reinbolt, and it is my mission to help you take back control of your life, overcome burnout, and reclaim your happiness. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I went from totally burned out human resources professional looking to find my purpose in life to finally kicking burnout to the curb and finding my God-led mission. If you're ready to start living your best life today, like right now, literally this second, then you've come to the right place. Consider me your own personal business and life coach. Now let's get this party started and dive into today's episode. Hello everyone, I hope that you're having a great week. My week is finally getting back on track. I'm going to tell you a little story because I always say I hope that you're having an exceptional week. And it's funny because I sat down to record this episode a few days ago and my day was going not the best. It wasn't terrible, but on a frustration level, it was probably somewhere around a nine. And the reason why I didn't hit a 10 was because I decided to call it a day (laughs) and I didn't let anything more bother me because I knew It just wasn't in the cards for me that day. But let me tell you, the entire day, for the most part, I resisted that idea to just call it quits and get back at it the next day. I was bound and determined that, hey, I planned to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to get it done. And so I just kept at it. And the more I kept at it, the more things kept popping up that were getting in the way, that were unexpected. Things just were not going my way. And I'm very thankful that it wasn't anything major. But have you ever had one of those days where something unexpected happens and you didn't anticipate it, you didn't plan for it? And in fact, you felt like you planned for the day and it was a good one. And then all of a sudden, boom, something pops up and you're, okay, I'm going to roll with the punches here. And then (laughs) it happens again. Something else happens again. And okay, I'll roll with it again. And then maybe after the third or fourth time that something gets in the way, you get so frustrated, you kind of hit that boiling point and you either keep at it and keep getting more and more mad or you call it quits like I did. And I ended up having to call it quits. (laughs) So Moral of the story, that is what is going to happen with your goals. And many people do not take into consideration that that is going to happen. The funny thing about that story is I plan to talk about this topic on what to include when setting your goals. And number one is expect the unexpected plan for the unexpected, which I'm going to dive into. And then it just so happens that my day went completely unexpected. And the funny thing is, the ironic thing is, I didn't plan for it. (laughs) So, you know, it's funny because, of course, things like a big goal, we take very seriously. But this happens every week, a lot of times in our day-to-day life, right? 
Maybe not every week. Thank goodness for that. But it does happen in our everyday life. And it's important to know how are you going to handle that emotion of frustration? How are you going to handle that emotion of discouragement when nothing feels like it's going your way? Because it's not a matter of if it's going to happen, it's a matter of when it's going to happen. So it's important to have that put in place as to how am I going to handle this? So number one, when you are setting your goals, it's important to create the plan, right? Create the tactical steps. I am going to get X, Y, and Z done in this amount of time frame, okay? And I'm going to do that by taking these steps. And a lot of times, each step builds off of one another. So you can't move to the next step unless you completed the step prior. And therefore, it takes a lot of thought. It takes a lot of planning in order to make sure that you reach your goals. Now, if this is not how you plan your goals, then that is an important step that you need to take. It's important to know what it takes to get to the next step and the next step. Because so oftentimes, somewhere in the middle of trying to reach our goals or somewhere along the lines, even when you first begin and things are not going your way, you can't move to the next step unless you completed the current step that you're on. And that is going to be when you're going to experience the negative emotions that sometimes can really overempower you, can make you so mad, kind of like road rage. Like you can't help it. It's like you're that teapot boiling over, right? So it's important to know how are you going to handle that, right? So step one, create a plan to meet your goal. Step two, review your plan and identify areas that are going to be unpredictable, such as maybe they involve relying on other people. Anytime you have to rely on someone else, you really can't 100% say, yes, this is going to happen, or it's going to happen in the way that you anticipated, that you wanted it to happen, right? Or sometimes you know, things are challenging and you have to become very aware of what parts of my plan are going to be challenging. If I'm trying to accomplish this in three months, for example, I need to make sure that everything goes off without a hitch. And from a theoretical standpoint, everyone has this theoretical idea that, yeah, things are going to not necessarily always go my way. There's going to be things that unexpectedly come up. But what people do not anticipate with that theory is when they put it into application, then it's like they realize, oh, wow, this has really derailed me. And therefore, I am not going to hit my goals in the time that I want, right? And I put a lot of time, I put a lot of effort, I put a lot of work, maybe you've involved several people to help this goal become a reality. And therefore, it's very easy to get frustrated and that frustration can cloud your judgment as to what logical step do you need to 
take in order to get back on track, right? Because the longer you're sidetracked, it's obvious that the longer it's going to take for you to meet that goal and the more time it takes you to meet your goal, the more upset, frustrated, and irritated that you're going to get, right? Because you didn't plan for it. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. So of course, those emotions have the ability to really sidetrack you. And the longer it takes you to meet that goal, the more frustrating it's going to become for you. So definitely review your plan and identify what areas are unpredictable, what areas are challenging. And then step three is ask yourself, what are you going to do in order to plan for that unpredictability, in order to plan for those challenging aspects, right? So maybe it's having a backup plan if you're involving other people. Maybe it's maybe adding in a little bit more time into your goal in order to plan for the unexpected. But it's important to have a just-in-case. Now, this example that I'm going to give you is definitely not necessarily goal-oriented, but it is an example that is going to kind of put things into perspective. So we are going on vacation to Gatlinburg this week. And in order to make sure that things go well or cross our fingers that things, you know, are not disastrous, I guess is how I should put it. My mother-in-law, my husband, and I, and my mother, we've literally for weeks have been trying to come up with plans and really thinking of multiple scenarios for how my three-and-a-half-year-old is going to handle a a seven-and-a-half-hour drive because through experience throughout her entire life from the time she was just a newborn up until now, she does not handle car rides well. (laughs) You're probably thinking, well, why are you going on vacation? Why are you making this decision? Let's just say some things are bigger than you, right? We're going on vacation because it's a family planned vacation. There's a lot of the family going, not just us. So therefore, (laughs) if we had it our way, we'd probably be in Florida and have a airplane like that mode of transportation because that's maybe like two hours, two and a half hours instead of seven and a half hours. But we're really excited about the vacation. Don't get me wrong, but are absolutely dreading the ride. So we've had to come up with scenario A, B, C, D. And finally, we came up with a plan. And then not only did we come up with a plan, we then have to think through okay, this plan requires us to leave at this time. We're going to stay overnight somewhere. We're going to tire the kids out by having them go swimming at a hotel. We're going to have many options of stopping along the way so that they can eat, so that they can play in different play areas, right? So we have all of those things mapped out. But what about nap time? What about snacks? You know, we have to think about all of those different things in order to make sure that we don't have a meltdown. And of course, we don't want a meltdown in the middle of rush hour Cincinnati. Like we don't want that. (laughs) So we've had to really think through how long we're going to stay at 
X place and then move on to B, then move on to C in order for this trip not to be disastrous, essentially. So that has been bouncing ideas off of others. So that's another part of goal setting is it's a good idea if you have people around you that have been there, done that, and have reached the same goal that you're looking to reach. Or maybe it's even other people that are in the same boat as you, and they can ultimately help you with different aspects that you might not have considered, right? Have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? We had to brainstorm as a team and independently and present our ideas to one another for this situation of going on vacation. And the same can go for your goals. It's very helpful to bounce ideas off of others or hear how they were able to planned for the unpredictable, plan for the challenges. Or it's awesome when you hear from people that have already been there, done that, and they let you know, hey, here are the challenges that came up that we didn't even anticipate. They were never on our radar, right? So now you have more information that is just one more thing that you can take into consideration and plan for. Now, don't get me wrong. Another example is my two-year-old. She's been a saint in the car, right? She's been an absolute blessing. She doesn't freak out when we're driving anywhere. But hey, plan for the unexpected, right? It just so happened that out of left field, my two-year-old might be our issue here. And my three-and-a-half-year-old is perfectly fine. Who knows? So, It's always important to know that the unexpected will still happen regardless of how much time that you take to plan, no matter how much thought you put into it, and no matter how much information, things are always going to pop up that you do not anticipate, okay? So the fourth thing is you need to ask yourself, What are you going to do if things do not go the way you anticipated? How are you going to handle that? What if you're not getting the results that you're working hard to achieve? You have to ask yourself that question. So if you're, for example, trying to lose 20 pounds and a month and a half in, you have lost maybe three pounds, my guess would be that you're very frustrated. You feel like things are not working how you planned for them to work, right? And you would probably just want to start from scratch and or quit. Say, I'm done. This is ridiculous. Clearly nothing is working, right? So it's important to ask yourself, what am I going to do? How am I going to react when things do not go as anticipated, when I put so much hard work into this goal and it's not working out. I'm not getting the results, right? How is that going to make you feel? Another tip for you when going through this process is really looking back at goals that you've set in the past when this has happened, right? You can look and say, hey, I've worked on a project or I've set a goal in my personal life or in your career and this did not happen, right? It did not happen the way that I wanted to. 
what did you do, right? I can tell you exactly what I've done in the past. I've quit. I've just been like, you know what? I'm washing my hands clean of this. I'm moving on. I'm going to pick a new strategy. I'm going to pick a new how to get this accomplished, right? Because there's many ways to skin a cat. There's many ways to reach a goal. So a lot of times I'll just start all over and maybe that's not necessarily the best way to go about it. But look at how you've handled discouragement and frustration in the past, right? And ultimately ask yourself, how did you get back on track? What did you do to get back on track? And also look at your past to see how long did it take you to get back on track? So it's important here to have a plan for A, what happens when things don't go my way? How am I going to react? And then B, how long did it take me to get back on track? How did you get back on track? What did it take, right? So then the, I don't know, I think it's the fifth thing here. Create a plan for how you're going to actually deal with that discouragement, the frustration, and feeling like you don't have what it takes, right? If you are failing miserably at your goal, you're going to feel like, oh, I don't have what it takes. And if your go-to response is, I'm just going to quit, then you're never going to meet your goal, right? And then that is going to put you on a self-destruction path of negativity if you just quit or if it takes you a million years, you know, to reach that goal. So now we're talking about our mental health here. What helps you to get over this hump? You know, there's many, many things that you can do. Two things that I'm going to highly recommend due to the fact that scientifically it is backed up that journaling ultimately helps you decrease your depression. It helps decrease anxiety. Taking a deep breath, actually taking five to 10 minutes to just breathe in and out. I know that sounds so cliche, but it's scientifically proven to calm you down and to get you back into that logical thinking, because that's going to be the most important thing. You're going from feeling like nothing's working. It's the end of the world. So when you're in that state of mind, you're not going to think logically. You're not going to be able to put into practice the steps that you've already outlined for how to deal with the unpredictable, how to deal with the challenging things that are going to come your way when working towards meeting a goal. So Another thing about journaling is typically it helps get out those emotions. Hey, I'm frustrated. Hey, I'm discouraged. Here is why, right? And the more you write about what's going on, the more you're going to be able to see, okay, here's why I'm upset. Here's why I'm feeling this way. And then it's easy for you to look forward and to get back on track logically for this set me off. This was a trigger for me. Here's what I can do moving forward, right? It's kind of like you're problem solving through journaling. That's one reason why journaling is so helpful, but it's not for everyone. So you have to know 
what helps you manage your stress, what helps you get over the frustrations and the discouragement that you're going to ultimately experience when going through the process of meeting your goals, right? So maybe it's exercise. Maybe you're not a big exerciser, right? Maybe you're like, I just want to walk. Well, then get into nature. Go for a walk. So identify what is going to help you. There's so many things that people can tap into and we're all different. So I'm not going to sit here and name a million of them. But typically at this point in your life, you should have some indication for what helps calm you down, what gets you back to that logical state of mind that you need to get back on track so that you can continue to move forward and put your plan in place and get back on track. Because the longer that you're off track, the longer it's going to take to meet your goal And you know that's going to frustrate you. You know that's going to be discouraging, right? So then the last step is once you're logical, revisit your plan of the challenging and unpredictable and see, does this make sense? Because it might not. Because as we talked about, yeah, you plan for the challenging. Yes, you plan for the unpredictable. But the things that you planned for might not even have happened, right? (laughs) Something else entirely, something that wasn't even on your radar might have happened to derail you from your goals and that's made you frustrated. So therefore, revisit your plan, see if it's going to work to get you back on track moving forward and, and then also create a plan to get back on track, right? So moral of the story is when you're setting your goals, the number one thing that you need to do is expect the unexpected. You need to plan for it. And then the number two thing that is so important is you need to understand what is going to help you get back on track. So you need to have a plan for dealing with the high negative emotions such as discouragement, frustrations, not having what it takes, feeling like a failure. All of those things have the ability to get you off track for an extended period of time or to enable you to quit. You don't want that because you have what it takes, my friends, to meet your goals. So that is exactly what you need to do. Now, the third thing that I want to talk to you about that no one thinks about when setting a goal is time. Okay. So of course, time is always factored into the equation. I want to do X, Y, and Z in three months, for example. But what I mean by time is that when you're planning these tactical steps of step one, step two, step three, step four, right? You are not taking into consideration typically any buffer time. And hopefully with the first example that I gave you of expect the unexpected, maybe time is going to be a challenge and maybe you've put in some buffer time, right? But one thing that always impacts the time that it's going to take you to complete a goal is if you're not operating at 100%, if you're fatigued, if you're tired, if you have severe forgetfulness, brain fog, whatever it might be, 
you're not operating at your best and therefore it's going to take you much longer to complete your goal than you anticipated. So it's very important to know like what is going to get in the way of you operating at your best, right? Is is it lack of sleep? Is it you have too many decisions to make, decision fatigue, lack of exercise, lack of time with yourself, lack of time with your friends, negative self-talk, lack of time with family. What is going to get in your way of being your best? This is a conversation that you really need to have with yourself and really take a look at how are you currently operating? Are you operating at 100% or is that negative voice, that inner critic coming into your mind and saying, oh, well, you could be a better mom. You could be a better wife. You could be much better in these areas within your work, right? And if that is the case, then it's definitely holding you back in many ways. You might not realize it, but it's holding you back because another question that I'm going to have you ask yourself is if you've identified things that are holding you back that I've just named of I need to be better at X, Y, and Z, look back at a time when you didn't feel that way. Maybe you felt like you were an awesome mother. You were doing awesome in your career, right? You were an awesome wife, whatever it may be, right? And I want you to think about how you operated then versus how you operate now. My guess would be that there would be a difference. Maybe it's not super significant. Maybe it's at that point in time when everything was amazing, sunshine and rainbows, even though it's never always sunshine and rainbows, but you felt like it looking back, it was sunshine and rainbows, right? I'm assuming that you're probably operating at a much more fast pace than you probably are now. You're probably more effective, more efficient, less mistakes, less fatigue, all of the above. Because that mental chatter of, oh, you're not good enough. You're not doing well here. You're not doing well there. Believe it or not, it does impact how effective and efficient you are, right? It gets in the way whether you like it or not. So it's important to identify here are the areas that are holding me back and you need to create a plan so that you can move past it. If you feel like you're not being the best mom, well, create a plan so that you can incorporate more uninterrupted time with your kids, right? If you feel like you're not doing well in in other areas of your life or, oh, I've just, I've let my weight go. I haven't been able to exercise and that's really making me feel depressed, like then create a plan to input some exercise. So there's many things that you can do. And then one thing that you can always do, I know it's easier said than done, but you can always make a plan to get more sleep. That is going to be the number one thing that is going to help you operate on all cylinders. Because when you're not operating on all cylinders, this goal of meeting X, Y, and Z in three months, it's not going to take you three months. It's going to take you longer because you're not operating at your best. Because typically when we set goals, there's really no wiggle room. There's no time for mess ups, 
right? There's no time for lagging. So it's important to take into account what do you need in order to operate at 100%. So then you need to understand what refuels you. What are you passionate about? What motivates you? What do you wish you had more time to focus on? And ultimately create a time to focus on what you know works and re-energizes you. So a lot of this has to do with you having an understanding for where you're currently at, right? What's holding you back? What do you wish you were able to do in order to move forward and to be your best, right? And also the first part of the plan of setting your goals for 2023, knowing what is going to help you move past that discouragement, move past that frustration. So in one term, two words, three words, (laughs) know thyself. It's important to really get acclimated with these things, with what's going on with you. The more you know how you're going to operate at your best, the more you know how to get back on track when things aren't going your way, all of the above, it's going to help set you up to hit those goals and to be as effective and as efficient as you planned and anticipate being, correct? So make time for what is going to help you operate at 100%. Make time to focus on the things that re-energize you. It can be also as simple as, hey, I know that I'm not necessarily operating my best in the morning because I'm not a morning person. So I'm going to save the attention to detail. I'm going to save specific things for after lunch, right? Or mid-morning, right? So Maybe you know that, hey, I have several meetings, you know, always on Mondays or always on Wednesdays, and I don't like combining that with task-oriented attention to detail type of things. So I'm just going to make Monday and Wednesdays my meeting days, and then the rest of those days are going to carve out for me getting X, Y, and Z done and not having any meetings, right? So part of this is knowing, well, Are you a morning person? Are you an evening person? When are you operating your best? So again, know yourself and tap into what works best for you. And then the fourth piece, essentially, I'm really getting confused on what one, two, three, four. So (laughs) bear with me is once you have this plan of I need to go for a run in order to help get you know, back on track mentally. I need to go for a run because it re-energizes me, right? Whatever it may be, once you have that plan in place, then it's important to communicate that plan to the people that are going to help you. So for example, I have two kids. So my husband and I have to coordinate when he's going to work out versus when I'm going to work out. And therefore, I can't just think, oh, I'm going to work out at this time. I actually have to have a conversation with him and let him know, here's my plan. Let's make it happen. And then 
ultimately he could come back and say, well, that's not going to work. So then you have to kind of create this plan together. So it's important once you've created the plan, you have to then go back to the people that are going to help make sure that that plan is put into place. It's important to go back to them. And sometimes that means putting up boundaries, right? So sometimes that means, hey, you know, everyone, I am only doing meetings Monday and Wednesdays. Do not book my calendar. I will not attend your meetings these other days. I know it's not as simple as that, especially in the corporate world. People are putting meetings on your calendar all of the time from many different departments, depending on what your position is. And it's not always as simple as that. But also, it's something that you can plan for. Like, hey, these people are putting meetings on X, Y, and Z. I'm just going to shift my plan around and add more meetings. Maybe I'm going to switch the meetings that I typically have to these days for this particular week in order to continue with the same train of thought that this is a meeting day, this is a meeting day versus these are task-oriented, project-oriented, whatever it may be days, right? So sometimes it requires you to shift things as well, but also the plan that you put in place, for example, is you have these are going to be strictly meeting days. Well, you can still take that same concept and and then just adapt that, right? Adapt that for that particular week that things have changed. So I want to throw that in there that you can have the foundation of your plan and you can still adapt it to the moving pieces that are happening in your life. Again, expect the unexpected. <laughs> so ultimately, it's important for us to take these things into consideration. So I am going to go back over it one more time. Number one, expect the unexpected. Plan for it. So within planning for it, create the plan to meet your goals. Review your plan. Talk to others about, you know, what was challenging for them when they were meeting the same goal. What was unpredictable Sit there and brainstorm with others so that you can identify the blind spots that you may not have seen otherwise on your own, right? And then ultimately, it's important, number two, to create a plan for dealing with the discouragement, the frustrations that are going to happen. How are you going to bounce back from that negativity? How are you going to bounce back from that self-destructive train of thought that is going to happen, right? No matter what, it's going to happen. So have a plan for what you're going to do, right? When something like that happens and you get super heated, like a road rage example of, oh, which it happens right in that instant, know what you need to do in that instance, right? Go outside, go for a walk, get the breathing in, right? Because ultimately you might be at work and something happened completely unexpected and you're fuming, you're boiling over, you might not be able to pull out a journal and take 15 minutes, right? But the odds are you can act like you're going for a coffee break, walk outside, start your breathing and calm yourself down. So what are you going to do in those instant moments, right? And then also, what are you going to do in the moments where you have more time? Because it is important to make sure that you address it and move on. Because if you don't address it, it's going to hold you back. As we talked about, 
the time that we set for ourselves to make these goals, it's very limited. We always underestimate the time it takes to achieve our short-term goals. And therefore, frustration just really comes with the territory because we're like, oh, it's easy, easy peasy. I can get this done within three months. No problemo. And then what do you know? Midway through, it's very obvious it's not going to happen, right? And it's because of the discouragement. It's because of, you know, the unexpected things that happen. And also, it's because if you're not creating a plan for the third thing that we're talking about here is identifying what you need to do in order to operate at 100%. If you're not operating at 100%, you're not going to meet that goal and that time period that you set for yourself. So ultimately, it's very important to identify what do you need in order to operate at 100%, right? So identifying what refuels you, right? What re-energizes you and focus on that. Create a plan to make sure that that happens. It might feel like it's taking time away from the goal at hand, but what is the reality is it's helping you actually meet those goals within the time period that you've set for yourself. It might feel like, oh, I don't have time for this. That's stupid. I don't have time to do that. I have a deadline and I need to make that deadline, right? But the fact of the matter is, is if you're not operating at 100%, you're not going to meet that deadline. And it was all avoidable because you could have taken time to do the activities that are necessary for you to get re-energized. And the last thing is make sure that you know thyself and put into practice exactly when you need to work, exactly when you need to focus on the things that you need to focus on, right? What do you need? What time of day? How are you going to go about it, right? You need to know what works best for you, right? So that you're operating at 100%. And then lastly, communicate that plan to the people that are inevitably going to help you in order for that to become a reality. So they are going to be the people that are going to help you, you know, make sure that you achieve those goals, make sure that you do the things that re-energizes you, right? And not only, you got to think of it this way too, it's not only going to help you achieve those goals, it's going to help you show up as your best in your personal life and your work life and that inner critic of, oh, you suck. You're terrible. You can't do anything, right? You know, all of those things. You don't have what it takes. Like that inner critic that shows up of, you're not a good mother. You're not a good wife. You're not good at your job. All of that is going to be almost completely squashed. It's not going to even be a factor. And that is going to be a gift that you're going to give yourself. And it's also going to be a gift that you give to everyone around you. Because odds are, if you've identified that those are some of the areas that you're struggling with, you're showing up now because you're making sure that that is a priority so that it doesn't take over that inner chatter of you're bad, you suck, blah, 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 right? Like as long as you are putting a plan in place and following it, you're going to show up better as a mom. You're going to show up better as a wife. You're going to show up better 
in your career to ultimately meet your goals, right? So it's going to be a win-win for everyone involved. So that is also something to bring to the table when you're communicating, whether it be your boundaries, if you're communicating your plan to others that are going to help you put that plan into practice, right? So that's one thing that you can always bring to the conversation of, hey, this plan is going to help me show up better for you. It's going to help our relationship. It's going to help our relationship with our kids, whatever it might be. So think of it that way too. It's not only meeting your goals, it's setting you up to have a life that you're happy about, not that you're disgruntled about, (laughs) not that you wish could be better, right? You're taking the steps necessary to live a content life, right? And at the same time, you're setting yourself up for success to reach these goals. And that feels good. When you can reach your goals, that feels really good, my friends. And you have the ability to do so. But it's so important to include these factors when you are creating your plan for your goals for 2023 or any goal in general. It's so important to include these because Again, it's not a matter of if, not at all. It's a matter of when. And if you don't believe me, go back and look at the past goals that you've tried to meet and have not met. Go back and look at projects that you've worked on. Go back and look at the past and you will see that discouragement, frustration got in the way and played a role in you meeting a goal, played a role maybe in you just quitting altogether. And then also look at, are you operating at 100%? I can guarantee you that if you take a look back in the past, you might have been maybe overworking to the point where you're like, this is what I need to focus on. I need to get this goal done, right? And then in the process of overworking, you became so fatigued that maybe it impacted your health. Honestly, burnout and extreme fatigue can really impact your physical health. People get sick more often, come down with the flu, come down with the cold, tension headaches, whatever it may be. So therefore, your health might have actually gotten in the way. And it all has to do with the fact that you're not giving yourself any time, any space to rest, to restore, to re-energize so that you have the energy to complete the goals that you have. So really, you're setting yourself up for success when you include all of these things into your plan. That is what is going to get you across the finish line. I can promise you that. Well, that is all that I have for today. I hope that this has helped you. And again, it takes time to plan our goals effectively because we need to incorporate these things into the planning process. But also, it takes time to really think through the tactical side of things of I need to accomplish A, B, and C in order to get to D, E. So it's important to give yourself enough time and space to not rush what the tactical pieces of your goals are going to look like in order to actually reach them. So I am 
dropping this episode now because I know over the next coming weeks, you're going to be in planning mode. And I highly encourage you not to do last minute planning because if you do last minute planning, odds are you're going to miss a lot of the steps needed in order to actually meet your goal or you're not going to take into consideration the unexpected, the unpredictable, the challenging pieces of what it takes to meet those goals. And then my guess is if you wait until the last minute, you're probably not going to take into consideration what we just talked about here today. And that is going to be the key for you to actually meet your goals. The key to actually meeting your goals is to plan for what's mentally going to be holding you back, what's physically going to be holding you back, right? So plan for it, my friends. Don't rush. And if you take these things into consideration and take the time to plan the tactical steps of what it takes, I can promise you you're going to meet your goals and you're going to feel so good about yourself, right? And that's at the end of the day all that we want. So I hope this was helpful and I hope that you guys have a great week. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Burnout to Bless podcast. I hope that you found value in today's episode and I pray that you will make the commitment to take back control of your life and that God will give you the courage to move forward to live the life that you were meant to live. If this episode at all inspired you, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the Burnout to Bless podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and leave me a review. By subscribing, you'll be the first to be notified when new episodes air. And by leaving a review, you'll help this podcast get noticed and hopefully change someone's life. If you're ready to take the next step to overcome burnout and live the life of your dreams, email me at coachinginfo at burnout, B-U-R-N-O-U-T, the number two, blessed.com. Again, that's coaching info at burnout, the number two, blessed.com to learn more about my customized coaching programs. Now remember, Rome was not built in a day. All you need to do is take it one step at a time, my friends, and I promise you, you will get to your destination. Until next time.